Welcome to See You Succeed with Viridian. My name is Kristen Kennan and I will be your host. I'm excited to bring you on a journey that will teach you about all things financial services and how Viridian can help you achieve your goals. Welcome back to See You Succeed and welcome to another year. It's 2021 and we have Keisha Veasley back with us today to talk about budgeting, um, get you ready for a new year and a new budget. Welcome back to the podcast, Keisha. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. So as we said, it's 2021. So it's a great time to go ahead and take a look at your budget, make sure it's ready to go for the year. Um, So let's start right off. What tips do you have for everyone about budgeting? So with budgeting, I really want to start off by saying, take time to review your previous year budget. Um, Where are some areas that you feel like you could grow in, areas that you were successful in, and then go start planning your actual budget for 2021 and thinking about, um, you know, one of the things we'll talk about, I believe later on too, is when you're budgeting, you want to make sure you're thinking of it as a spending plan, that you're very intentional in thinking about how to best maximize your money and not thinking of it as being something that's restrictive or something that stops you from being able to have fun or have a great quality of life. But really think about budgeting as kind of being your buddy, your money buddy, to make sure that um, you are um, aware of what money is going in and what money is going out so that you won't find yourself in a financial bind and things like that. Those are my quick tips of just saying, you know, don't think of budgeting as something that is restrictive. Think of it as something to help you be able to put in place to help you reach your financial goals, to help you be mindful of how cash flow is coming in your house. And also just thinking about ways how to maximize your income and to make sure that your family is able to meet all your basic needs, but also be able to have fun. It's not about denying fun by implementing a budget. Great. Now, I've heard a lot of talk about this 50-30-20 rule when it comes to budgeting. Tell us what all that means. Absolutely. So this 50-30-20 rule, it's called the ultimate lifetime money plan. So the basic rule is to divide up your after-tax income. So after taxes are taken out, you allocate 50% of your income to cover your basic needs. Then 30% is based on wants, the things that you know that you don't necessarily need, but you know to allow you to be able to have some fun. And then the other 20% goes to savings or some type of debt reduction so that you um, are actually building wealth, building assets. So that in in a nutshell is what the 50, 30, 20 rule is. If if I can dig a little bit deeper, just some examples of um, needs for that 50% that we talked about. So the needs are like housing, food, transportation, basic utilities, insurance, um, childcare, um, and and other expenses that allow you to be able to, to meet those basic needs, as well as being able to make any minimum loan payments. So that is the, the 50% part of it. Now, examples for wants that 30% of the, the money deals with entertainment. So like that going out to eat, um, actually, you know, going to the movies, um, monthly um, subscriptions, and even like TV prescriptions. Like I know for me, I had to really kind of sit back and say, do I really need to have Netflix, Hulu, Stars, HBO, all of these streaming things to, you know, be able to have, you know, entertainment. So just really making sure that you understand your wants and understanding that it needs to fall within your budget. Then the last part, 20% of that income after taxes is around savings and debt. 
So you want to ideally automatically be saving 10%, especially if you have debts. So then that other 10% will be going towards paying down debt, especially credit cards that have um, high interest. And so what I tell a lot of people is because they'll want to pay down debts and try and do savings. What I would tell them immediately is if you have high interest debt, pay that down. So then as you pay it off, then you can actually start increasing where the goal is to eventually be able to save 20% of your income. But some people kind of get confused and think, oh, I need to save 20%. But if you have all these high interest debt, it's going to be very difficult. So you want to make sure that you're paying down those debts before you can hit that 20% mark. Great. Now, what suggestions do you have for those yearly expenses that you might not hit your budget every month, but you know will come up throughout the year? So again, when thinking about a budget, you don't want to think about, you want to think about it in a full year. You want to look at all the potential expenses you may cover over the, the full year and then divide that by however many months it's going to take to be able to pay. Let's say car insurance. You could pay it for the year or you could pay it for six months. So you would take and actually divide that by whether you're going to pay it every six months or 12 months. And that way you're saving a little bit each month. So when it comes due, you don't have to just pay this lump sum. You've already set aside the actual money to be able to pay that particular bill. The same with car tax. We know that every year around our birthdays, we're going to have to pay for our car tax. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, basically saving what I say one twelfth of what is going to be due each time before your, your actual birthday and then actually pay that. So again, with the budget, aka spending plan, it's all about thinking about things in the future and the long run and thinking about it for the full year. A lot of people just kind of think from month to month and that where you can that is where you can actually get kind of caught up and you have these unexpenses that will throw your budget off. But if you're able to think about the full year, what are all the potential expenses that you're going to cover, then you can actually budget. And the thing is with the spending plan and a budget, you're all you're going to constantly revisit it because things happen. Life happens. Um, You may have kids, you may change jobs. And so it's something that you are going to constantly kind of review and keep tweaking to make it work for you because this is a plan that um, moves in very real time. So you have to make adjustments as you are living to be able to make sure you can cover um, all your expenses and be able to also enjoy living and not feeling like restricted and not having joy or access to fun things. Yeah, great points. Now, I know you mentioned budgeting and spending plans. Are those are those terms interchangeable? Is there a difference between the two? So a lot of people use budget. I like spending plan because for some reason, budget kind of has a negative connotation for some people. They think of it as something that's very restrictive. It's something like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this and all those different things. But with spending plan, it's saying it has this positive spin on it, like I'm planning on how to spend. So I like to use a spending plan. You can use them interchangeably, but when I I make sure that I'm very intentional saying spending plan rather than budget because I know the psychological aspect that some people don't like budgeting that word. So I'll use spending plan. And again, with me, the spending plan is not to be a restrictive thing. Um, It's guiding you and helps you to take control of your financial future and ultimately reach your financial goals. Um, The spending plan also helps you to be mindful of your goals. So um, like when we talked about the 50, 30, 20, like having that savings plan, and having that, being mindful of having an emergency fund, all of that is going to be included um, in your spending plan. Not saying that budgeting, you can't do that, but I just think with the spending plan, it allows you to really kind of think about this is my plan for my money. And it allows you to be able to really be mindful of your cash flow and uh, being comfortable with saying, I'm having some discipline because I have financial goals. And this spending plan is going to help me get there. Yeah, that's great. What's the best way for someone to track spending? 
I love mobile apps. I track my spending through Viridian's mobile app. And I think what makes, we're moving kind of towards a technological society where, you know, a lot of people have smartphones. And so whoever you are banking, or hopefully with the credit union, but whoever you're banking with, they usually, a lot of them have mobile apps or online banking. And this is one of the ways that you can easily look to see what you're doing immediately. You know, you can still track and reconcile your bank statements, but because we're kind of in a fast moving society, if you could be able to look at what is coming out of your account immediately, because a lot of us use debit cards now. Very few people carry a whole lot of cash. This is one of the ways that you can really kind of track your spending and be aware of what's coming in and out um, of your bank account. And of course, online banking, uh, being able to look at things right away. With our online banking and our mobile app, a portion of that is our Credit Central. So how can Credit Central help with the budgeting aspect and the spending plans? Yes. So the Credit Central is really great because it allows you to be able to look at what existing debt that you have out there. So in our Credit Central, it lets you see your credit score and it also allows you to see your credit report. So when you are looking at to see your debts, you know, when we talked about for paying down debts, you can see what your current balances are, what your minimum um, monthly payments are for those particular debts. And it helps you to be mindful of, okay, how do I tackle my debt? You have a full picture of what existing debt that you have, and then you can come up with an actual plan. Because again, developing a spending plan is about addressing your monthly needs, but also your long-term debts and, and needs as well. And so when I'm working with um, families and members and coaching them about paying down debt, we use that mobile app. A lot of times I'll tell them, I want you to be able to pull that up because for one, you're able to look at it and there's no one actually pulling your credit report. You're able to freely access your credit report and there's no ding to your credit or anything like that. And it's also a way to kind of kind of keep you in balance and remembering what credit cards are out there, what loans are out there, and actually making sure that you're making the minimum monthly payment. The other tool that I do along with um, families when I'm coaching is I have this tool called a power pay analysis where we look at what their um, credit central um, is telling them. So what their credit score is, we look at what the credit report is, and then I'll plug in what their debts are. And then we'll come up with a plan. Are we going to pay down the credit cards and the loans that have the lowest balances first? Or are we going to pay the ones down that have the higher interest? So those who are participating, the families that are participating, I put the choice back into their hands, but they're able to see this plan. And so credit central really is something that allows them to be able to really kind of keep checking in and have this accountability measure to be able to look and say, yep, I made my payments on time and it's a teachable tool. So one of the things I try and tell people a lot of time, Credit Central helps you to make sure that you're keeping your credit score because every time I go into it, it's showing you what your credit score is. And I like seeing that number going up and up. So Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy having Credit Central. I encourage it whenever I'm working with people because it really helps you to to keep your debt and everything at the forefront of your mind and helping you stick to your actual spending plan. I know we talked about this a little bit, but do you need to review your budget over time or just when something drastic happens that alters what your spending plan needs to look like? Good question. So no, it needs to be reviewed often. So especially in the first two years that you're developing a spending plan is where you really kind of have to have to have some like laser focus because you haven't experienced all of the expenses and all the unexpected things that may happen. So the first two years as you're really um, being building up the spending plan, you want to look at it pretty much absolutely around payday. So you're making sure that bills are being paid. You're making sure that due dates and pay dates are lining up so that you're paying your bills on time. Because what I found is that 
those who budget and have a spending plan, they have great credit because they're mindful of when things are due. 35% of your credit score is based on whether you pay your bills on time. Another 30% of your credit score is based on the amount of debt you have and your debt utilage. So if you are actually having that spending plan, you're mindful of what to do, what you're paying out, then you're also mindful of being doing behaviors that is going to actually help you build up your credit. Definitely you want to look at it and and make it a family time. So I remember one of the things growing up, I didn't understand at the time. My mom didn't let us participate, but I remember sitting down every Sunday and combing through. And this is before we had all these technology, but she would write down and look at her budget and see where she is and different things like that. So if your spouse and you can sit down and do this together, pick a day. Sunday seems to be a good day where everybody's kind of taking a breather from the week. And then you could actually go over your, um, your finances together. I will also throw this in there too. If you could actually include your kids in there so they can see their money don't grow on trees, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really kind of introduce them to the concept of, you know, when we buy things, there's money that we have to pay out. So when we tell you no or not right now, or we need to kind of work towards that, it helps them to be able to get into the mindset too of understanding that you can't just swipe a card. There's money attached to that. They do <laughs> think that it grows on trees. Yes, yes they yes. do. <laughs> yes. As far as individuals that live paycheck to paycheck, what sort of tips do you have for someone that may be in that situation? So I know that's very difficult. Um, And the first thing I would say is take inventory of your current spending. Stop for a moment and really look to see what are your expenses? What is your income? Because if you're always in the hole every month, you're going to continue to dig yourself deeper. So one of the things I've found is that a lot of times families who are living paycheck to paycheck, they are what I call in crisis mode. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. So having them kind of step back and say, okay, what is my actual financial situation? Looking at and really assessing what is my income? What is my expenses? And then also, okay, what are resources out there that help me to be able to maintain my basic needs? So there are a lot of nonprofits and programs out there to help be able to cover expenses if you don't have enough um, to be able to cover like utilities and sometimes even rent or your water bill. Having that sit down a moment to be able to assess your current spending habits and your current expenses and things like that is really important. That's the first thing. Um, I would also to then from there, track your spending and start thinking about making sure that your mind is connected to when you're swiping your card or when you're actually using money. Because I think a lot of times people get disconnected and they may just start swiping out of emotion, especially if they're in crisis mode. Like something say something is due and then they just start, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Center yourself, take a moment and track your spending and make sure you have a good understanding of what is going on in your financial world. Secondly, I would say use tax refunds to help you get ahead and to develop a spending plan and to get out of that cycle of paycheck to paycheck. A lot of times if you have children, um, you have, you are maybe eligible for earned income credit. Uh, you may be eligible for child tax care credit. You may be eligible for dependent care credits. And those credits can really kind of add up. And so that could be a time where you could say, okay, I could actually use my tax refund to pay my um, actual insurance instead of paying on a monthly basis. If you pay in one lump sum, 
you get a discount. You actually make sure that you're paying down medical bills rather than paying on a monthly basis, uh, paying down credit cards. And like I said, having a plan, do I pay all the credit cards off that have the, the lowest balances or do I actually pay off the ones that have higher interest? So um, using that tax refund to try and actually get ahead. The other thing too, I would suggest is a lot of people have cell phones and they get the newest phones and then they're paying for the usage, but they're also paying for cell phones. So when you actually get your tax returns, you could actually go in and pay off your contract for that phone. So rather than paying a monthly $20 to go towards a phone that may cost seven, $800, once you get your tax refund, you could actually go actually pay that phone off. And then your monthly payment for your mobile phone will actually decrease. So that'll kind of help you save money throughout the year too. So using that tax refund is a good way to be able to get ahead. And the other thing absolutely is you can create or build up your emergency savings. Everyone should really try to work to have at least six months of savings where you could cover your basic needs for at least six months. So, of course, that doesn't include the fun stuff. But again, the whole purpose of this is for emergency situations. So being able to cover rent, car payment, pay you utility bills, as you know, all those basic things to be included in your emergency budget. So if something happens where you lose a job, spouse gets sick, or whatever the case may be, you have that money set aside. So that is one thing that another thing that you could do. It's crazy to think that it's almost tax time. So I love I that as people start getting the money back and looking at ways that they can better themselves with their refund, I think that's some great suggestions. Right. And I do want to say this too, like I have, I've taught classes on the community. A lot of people feel like the only way they can have access to get coaching is if they're a member of Viridian. Of course, we want them to be a member of Viridian, but my job as community inclusion strategist is to be out there in the public. So even if you're listening and say you are with someone else, but you want to just be able to um, talk through how you could spend your t- uh, tax money effectively or how you can implement some of the suggestions that I made, then, I mean, definitely reach out to me. I, a lot of times, spend a lot of time sending emails and giving some suggestions on how to be able to implement spending plans and how to to move from paycheck to paycheck. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm available. I have about 10, almost 15 years of doing financial coaching. So definitely have some some history and some ideas and things that I would love to share for those who are wanting some coaching and assistance to being able to set up their financial goal and develop a spending plan. That's great, Keisha. If someone wants to reach out, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? So absolutely, email is the best way. So my email address is LakeishaLV at VeridianCU.org. So I'm going to spell that. It's L-E-K-E-I-S-H-A-L-V at Viridian. CU.org. So that is the quickest way to get a hold of me just because I'm typically on the phone. But if you want to call and leave a voicemail, my direct number is 319-287-8455. Again, that's 319-287-8455. But I definitely love to be a resource and to to help you reach your financial goals. I really enjoy it. Something very I'm very passionate about. Thank you so much, Keisha. We appreciate all the fun tips that you had to share with us today about budgeting. And we hope that everyone has a great and successful 2021 with all of their budgeting. Yes. Enjoy. Thanks, Keisha. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. See You Succeed with Viridian can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. I speak for all of us at Viridian when I say we want to see you succeed. See you next time. The views expressed on this podcast are not provided as financial advice for the listener's given situation. All attempts are made to present accurate information and details may become outdated as time passes after this podcast is published. Viridian Credit Union, founded in Waterloo, Iowa, is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and is an equal housing opportunity lender. The music featured in this podcast is Creative Corp, composed by Music Premium. Find it on Envato Market.